Hello, hello. This is Shar with City Girl in Business. This podcast is all about building a life with soul and purpose. Today is a little bit more career oriented, and I wanted to talk a little bit about how to start a business. I know that it's so exciting, and you might have that idea in your head, thinking like, how do I even get started with this? It's so exciting, and I have this special gift that I want to share with the world. And there's so many things to consider, right? Before you even open your business for business. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the process. And some of this is going to seem really common sense, but it trust me, it's really important when we're getting started. So the first thing is putting things into perspective. Why are you doing this, right? Why are you starting your business? What are your goals for this? Are you really wanting to start a business or are you really just unhappy with your day job? Because I think that that's so important to really consider is if you're thinking about, I hate my day job and I really want to get out of this, so I'm going to start my own business to get out of it. I don't think that that's a healthy consideration. I think that everybody has a little bit of that, but I think it's something where you really have to think about why am I doing this? Is it my boss that I hate and I just want to get away from this person and I think I can do things better on my own? Or am I really ready for the highs and lows of entrepreneurship? Because let's be honest, it is so freaking difficult to start your own business, let alone once you've got all of your ducks in a row for the most part to actually run it. And so I think that that's something to think about is, am I in the wrong position maybe at the right company or am I at the wrong company and maybe I'm at the right position and I need to work somewhere else? Or am I really an entrepreneur and I'm really just ready to sink my teeth into something really cool and exciting? So it's kind of that, um, just, you know, really figuring things out, putting things into perspective and, you know, where's your head at? That was a little bit more about where's your head at as well. But where are you in your life? Are you able to take a risk, whether it's part-time or full-time? Are you really able to consider, you know, all of the, the lifestyle changes that come with entrepreneurship? Um, you know, I was talking with somebody the other day and they had asked me, you know, Shar, what's your, what's your advice on, you know, I want to quit my job and, and start this business. And that's a lot of pressure, right? <laughs> Cause if you say, yeah, quit your job, go ahead and start this business. If it doesn't work out, I mean, I take the risk of having someone come back and saying, you told me to do that and I messed up and, or they can come back and say it was the best decision of my life. Who knows? Right. So I think there's always a risk, no matter, you know, whether you go full-time or part-time with your, your business. But I think you have to know for yourself where you are in life. Are you single? Are you with a partner? Um, do you live on your own? Do you live with this other person? What are your finances like? Can you afford to take the risk? Or are you willing to take a side job uh, or work a couple of side jobs while you're making this work. Um, and it really just depends, right? I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm just saying, hey, think about what your lifestyle situation is so you're not having bills pile up while you're doing this. I'm going to tell you something. On the opposite side, entrepreneurship never sounds good on paper. The number forecasting sounds really good, 
but the logistics of it never sound good. There's never a good time to quit your job and do this. But if you believe in yourself and you're passionate about what you do and you really thought about the logistics of how to make this work, it's now or never, right? Sometimes it's one of those points where you just got to try it and you don't want to be 95 looking at your life and thinking, man, I wish I would have tried it. So that's just me. Um, again, take this advice at your own risk, but I'm always the believer in, <laughs> and you can do anything you set your mind to. So the next one is slay the myths. So this one's interesting. Um, you know, being a female entrepreneur, I have to say, um, I can speak to this because I am a woman that owns a business. I think that the myths that I, um, that I've kind of had in my head or when I first started, um, first I'll talk, talk about society myths and then I'll talk about entrepreneurial myths. How does that sound? Um, you know, society myths are that you have to meet someone, get married right away and, you know, pop out some kids. And while that works for some people, it's not everyone's journey and everyone's path. And so, um, I know that this doesn't really have anything to do with business, but it kind of does. So, What's interesting about this is that I did meet my husband super early on in life and we did get married early, but we haven't had kids. And I think to some people, that's a very alien, <laughs> alien thing. They're looking at us like, what's wrong with you? And for us, it was about really getting our careers in order. And we're in our early thirties now, and we still don't have kids, but that's by choice. And that could change. But I think for me, it was always putting my career and my business um, first, because I knew that you know, if and when the time came for kids that I wanted to be as prepared as I could be. But that's not saying you can't do it with kids. That was just my choice and my uh, my path. And that was something where I had to really put away other people's perspectives and just follow my heart, which is the whole point of why I brought this up. Um, other myths are that you can't do this on the side while you're doing something else. You can do anything you want. Um, I think for me, I did this part time. I was, I'm an event planner. I did the event planning part time until I was ready to go full time. And that was a conversation that Steven, my amazing husband, Steven and I had that conversation, right? And we both agreed that it was the right time. We were like, Hey, no kids, no mortgage. Let's try it and see where it goes. And for us, that was really huge. And it was a big leap. But we did it and we haven't looked back. Has it always been easy? No, <laughs> not even a little bit at times. But, you know, we tried our, our best and we we made it work. And so I went full time less than a year after I started the business. And it's, it was a great decision for me and for us together. Um, you know, so those are just a couple of examples of, of the societal myths. Um, I think some of the myths that people like we were talking a little bit about perspective and why you want to start your business. Some people think that they can, you know, work the hours that they want when they want and all of that. And I think, yes, you can, but in the beginning you're working 60, 70, 80 hours a week without even realizing it when you start your own business. And part of it is because you're excited, right? You're excited or you've got all these new things that you're going to learn how to do and so part of that is you just kind of sink your teeth into things and you, you know, you roll up your sleeves and you just start working. For me, it was, you know, I started my business in the days 
pre-Instagram, believe it or not. <laughs> and so it's just for us, it was about, or for me, it was me, myself and I, um, for me, it was about really figuring out this whole social media landscape. At the time, people were thinking like, is social media really a thing or is it a fad or is it going to even be around in the next few years? Little did they know, of course, it's bigger than ever. It's the way we live our lives online. So, you know, for me, it was, it really was, it was a whole endeavor and it was, you know, hours and hours of work, but I enjoyed it. And I, I really, uh, valued it and it, it helped me grow because I could learn to do every piece of the business in the beginning on my own. And my whole thing with that was that if I could give a job to somebody else, I wanted to at least have an idea of what it was all about and not just blindly give away, you know, jobs and tasks to people. And I didn't know what I wanted them to do. So, um, the number, (laughs) number one, the myth of you can work your own hours and set your own hours. Uh, yes, you can, but you're going to be working a ton in the beginning. Um, you know, the next myth is that you, um, God, there's so many good myths, you guys. Um, another one is that you're going to, you know, break, like break even, I think it was, in the business sense, break even within five years. Um, I think it was like break even. Yeah. It, it, it's so interesting, right? Cause everyone has expectations. Like you're going to start losing money in the first couple of years and then you break even within five years and then you start making money after that. I truly believe that was the old business model because there are going to be times where you're not going to make money right away or, you know, you're going to make money right away. It just kind of depends on the overhead um, it depends on what you're bringing to the table. And, um, you know, like for me, event planning, there wasn't a lot of overhead. And so it was interesting when people would say like, okay, well, you've got to, you know, make money within a certain time. I mean, I really didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. I was learning as I was going. I was learning my craft. I was learning and I had done events for people that I knew, but it wasn't as professionally as I was doing it under my company, Right. So I was learning my craft. I was learning how to run the business and I was learning all of these different things. So um, I think the idea that you have to be profitable within a certain time, you obviously want to be making money after a certain extent, but you, you, it's hard to say there's certain people that break even after a year and then they start making money in year two. I mean, it's all perspective. It's if you're doing it full-time or part-time it's if you have a lot of overhead or not, there are all the different options, right? So there's that. So just be cautious, do what's right for you, do what's right for your financial situation, for your lifestyle. Um, obviously you don't want to be in business forever, not be making money. Then that's more of a hobby, of course, but just something to consider. Um, the other interesting myth is working from home is the dream. Let me tell you a little bit about this. When I started my business, I worked from home probably for a couple of months and then I couldn't take it. I needed an excuse to shower, get out of the house, (laughs) put on real clothing other than yoga pants and really go to work and start doing some, you know, getting some client work done and hustling and, and meeting venues and vendors and things like that. So for me, it was working from home was not the dream. It became a nightmare. And so I actually ended up finding a very tiny little office space downtown. It was so cute, you guys. It was 150 square feet. 
it, we had painted it. We put up some cool little artwork in there. I had my Mac uh, computer. I didn't have a laptop at the time, but I had my computer there and it had built in furniture. It was so cool. But anyway, for me, that ended up working out really well because while I did work from home, maybe one day a week, getting an excuse to get on the train or, you know, drive to work and just being able to work outside the house was really important. One of the other myths are if I'm good at what I do, I'll be successful. Uh, I've seen a lot of successful people fail in business um, or good people good at what they do fail because they're not taking the right steps to really work hard to get awareness out. A lot of the times business isn't just about what you know, it's about who knows you exist. So if people don't know you're open for business and they don't know what you're about, they're not going to find you. And it doesn't matter how good, good of an event planner or photographer you are. People need to know that you exist in order to even put you into the mix of hiring you. So that's, so those are some of the things. I mean, there's a ton of other myths we could talk about, but that's, those are just a few things that come to mind. The next thing when you start your business is you want to start with a plan. And, you know, when I say a plan, it's talking about a realistic business plan. Now, a lot of the times you want to create a business plan um, if you are looking for investors or people to join in on your business. But for me, it was a lot about really having my thoughts put onto paper. And so if you can write down your thoughts, not only about what your company is and a mission statement and a vision statement and, and having all that information, but really being able to put your thoughts down on paper, it helps you sort through the process and figure out, hey, what is this all about? And I think I know what my business is, obviously, but to write it down and to potentially have somebody else read it and critique it, it really helped me clear my thoughts and clear them out on paper. So with a business plan, you want to talk about an executive summary. The executive summary is usually about a page. And it's the first thing that people are going to see after your, uh, your cover page. So it's something that at a glance, somebody could read within 30 seconds to a minute and see what your business is all about. Does it interest them or does it not? The executive summary, you could talk about the overview of a lot of different things, your company, um, what you're all about, where you're located, who's a part of it. Um, you can talk about those kinds of general things. But in general, um, again, it's the first thing that people see. So it's really important that you have that information. Company overview is next, who your, who your company is, like who works there. Um, where it's located, how many employees, just some general information. The next thing you want to add is the industry analysis and market overview. What's going on in your market, right? What, how, many, how much is your market worth? How much is your industry worth? Um, what's happening in your market? Why is there a need for your business? And then the next part is target market analysis. Sorry if you can hear the sirens. We live in the city. <laughs> um, the target market analysis, right? So who is your target market? Who is your client? Where do they shop? What do they do? You know, what do they look like? What age, what age range? Um, you know, who is this person? Can you visualize this person? And for me, outside of the business plan, I actually have in the past printed out pictures of the people that I thought were my clients so that I could really picture them 
when I was marketing and think, would this person really vibe with what my messaging was? And you can have more than one target market for sure. And, um, you know, just adjust your messaging accordingly, but talk a little bit about that in your business plan. And then a competitive landscape, uh, really doing what we call a SWOT analysis in marketing. SWOT analysis is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So your strengths and weaknesses are things that you talk about um, within your industry. So your strengths of your business, the weaknesses of your business, and then the opportunities and the threats would be just in your industry overall, not just your company. So what opportunities do you have? And then what threats do you have um, facing the industry? And your SWOT analysis, you can do in like a four box grid, if you can imagine. The strengths and the weaknesses are on the left and right up top. And the bottom boxes are opportunities and threats. And so what this allows you to do is visually at a glance, be able to see some of the things that um, are great about your company, things you can improve on and, you know, opportunities and threats, things like, you know, how does technology uh, factor into your business? What kind of threats are um, happening that you can't control, right? So there are all these different things depending on your business that you can really talk through um, on paper and really put it in a visually appealing box that you can see at a glance. And then I always throw in a marketing plan here. So talking about our products, pricing, promotions, and distribution plan. So what products are you uh, selling or what services do you offer? What the pricing is and how you came up with that or why, not how you came up with it, but what pricing um, goes with what product or what service. And then promotions, how do you plan on promoting your services or your products to people? And then what is your distribution plan? So distribution means how do people get your product in their hands or how do they uh, find out about your services and how do they, how do they book you? So um, those are things within a marketing plan. Again, you're so new still that just getting some of these things out on paper, you'll adjust it over and over and over again over time, but it's still good to get it in writing. And that way you can see it and go, oh, I love this, or this is awful. What was I thinking? Um, and I actually picked up my business plan from years ago and thought, what, what were you, what, what were you doing, Char? And you know, you just don't know when you start, and it's very cute. And <laughs> you look back, like for me, I look back nine years later and go, whoop, well, that was interesting. Uh, financials are really important. So writing down how much it's going to cost you to really really how much is it going to cost you to open up your business? What are your expenses initially? What does it take to keep the lights on? Um, and what do you expect to pay people, whether it's yourself and or an assistant? And how are you going to make money, right? So what are what is the uh, expenses? Or, or sorry, revenue minus expenses equals profit is the traditional financial model. There's a ton of different options. Um, there are different business models now or different financial calculations that you can look into if you don't want to follow that one. That's the most traditional, but um, it's really talking about how do you make your money? Because if you're not making money over time, it really just stays a hobby. And that's not why you're in business, right? You're in business to do something you love, but uh, to also gain a profit.
So having your financials written down, even if it's simple, you guys, even if it's just something so easy to read that you can just see where you're at, it helps. And then obviously, as you are more developed in your business, as you start getting clients, really keep track of your financials and see where your business money, you know, where your business is coming from, how you're making your money, what you're spending it on to make sure that your expenses aren't wild and crazy. And then part of this, I always throw this in, this isn't traditional necessarily in a business plan, but what's your exit strategy? So every good business plan has an exit strategy. I know we hate talking about that, but you know, having been in business over nine years, I could tell you having an exit strategy is so important because you want to know, am I going to, am I going to die with this business? Is it going to be living 95 years? Um, not 95 years. How, how old was I when I started the business? Like 70 something years? Or am I going to leave it to a successor? Or am I going to sell it? Or am I going to close it? So once I hit XYZ goals. So that's just something to think about. It's very smart and strategic to have an exit strategy because you not only want to know what you're moving toward, but how you're seeing it end. Like what's your, what's your end goal with this? And everyone's end goal is different, and that's okay. Um, and some people want to create a business. Um, they want to create a product, and they want to sell it. That's their end game, right? And that's okay, too. So um, as far as that, that's what um, what a plan is for, business plan, marketing plan. Um, and then talking through your legal and your numbers. So again, we talked a little bit about the numbers and the financials, but how much money do you need to start what kind of business structure you're thinking about starting? Are you a sole proprietor? Are you thinking about an LLC or even like a corporation? Most people start as a sole proprietor just to see if there's even anything worth protecting or worth really going and incorporating with. Um, when I started, I was a sole proprietor in the beginning and then I went toward an LLC after a few years. Now I'm a corporation which I hate <laughs> um, in terms of the actual name corporation because it's everything I'm against, but it's uh, it's got some good protections on it and our business got to a point um, where it needed it. So, so yeah, so I actually like it overall. I just hate that it's called corporation. So anyway, so just figuring out your business structure and figuring out what, what you're protected with in the beginning and what's worth protecting. Do you have anything worth protecting yet? Um, you know, and also, <laughs> excuse me, in the beginning, when you start your business, you definitely want a bank account just to keep everything separate. And so you have to apply for an EIN number. Um, so you can do that through your, um, through like an online website. And if you need that website, I can get it to you. Um, but really in order to open up a bank account, excuse me, and keeping everything clean and easy, you want to apply for that EIN number. Excuse me. And then um, check and see if you need any licenses or permits in your uh, specific market. Uh, for me, there wasn't any, but there might be depending on what type of business you're looking at getting. And then talking to an insurance professional and getting the right insurance is really important. So if you are working in a place where um, whether you're in an office space or you, let's say for an event planner, you know, where I was going on different venue sites and, you know, I had an assistant coming with me in the beginning too, making sure that my, <coughs> excuse me,
excuse me, my assistants were covered, that I was covered, getting the right insurance was really important because <clears throat> you don't really need uh, need insurance until you need it, right? So getting it in the beginning, I was, be I was being sarcastic, obviously. <laughs> but, um, you know, getting the right insurance is really important from day one. And then as you get, you know, longer, longer amount of time in the business, if there's something that's worth protecting, talking to a lawyer about trademarks, talking to them about um, different questions you have about protecting your business, those should not usually be something that you talk about in the beginning when you first start, because you're just trying to prove your business model, right? You don't have anything to protect in the very beginning. You might have a very cute name, but if your business doesn't have anything to back it up and you go out of business because you don't do the right things or the market doesn't prove well or whatever it is, it's not really worth it to protect something that isn't worth protecting in the beginning. So that's a little bit about legal and then starting what I call starting businessing, start to business. And I was trying to be cute and it doesn't sound as good when you're on a podcast. <laughs> but anyway, what I mean by starting to business is really things like ordering business cards, uh, creating a website and buying your domain name and linking your domain to your website. All really important. You guys, if you don't have a website and you don't you know, you don't have business cards, it's kind of like you don't exist. So you really need to think about, especially with the website, you can get away with maybe not having business cards in the beginning, which I don't, I still don't recommend. Um, but having a website basically is, is like the yellow pages way back in the day. If you don't have a website, you don't exist to people. So make sure you get one. There's so many great options like Squarespace or Wix if you're just starting out that you can do on your own. And then when you have uh, proven your business model and you want to go online, you can definitely look at some different options for having some professionals help you create your website. And even through WordSpace, uh, WordPress, well, <laughs> if you want to use WordPress, you can definitely do that as well. And marketing materials, there are so many great options. If you have a graphic designer that you can work with, great. But in the beginning, using websites like Canva.com are not paying me to talk about them, but they should be. Uh, Canva is great because you can create so many different online materials, whether it's a brochure or a flyer or even a social media ping. Um, you know, they can help you create those those pieces. And so you can post them online. And so really uh, to keep your costs down, having some marketing materials for online and print um, depending on your business and, and how you market yourself are really important. Investing in some thank you cards or note cards are really great. You want to thank people and sometimes getting a handwritten thank you note in the mail is the most important thing, especially for your referral sources. So think about considering um, spending a little bit of money on thank you cards, maybe customized to you. They could be simple, but they will let people know that you are um, thinking of them. Social media pages. Don't just open up a social media page on every platform if you can't keep it up. And there are so many different things we could talk about in another podcast about how to weave your social media, how to weave your content through social media in the most strategic way to make sure that people are hearing you and seeing you at the appropriate uh, location online. 
but also not feeling like it's a ghost town when they go to one of your pages and nothing's been on for about a year. (laughs) So having appropriate social media pages open, but not opening up too many right away um, is really important. And also the social media needs to be applicable. So for me, I'm an event planner. So I, I do have Instagram and Pinterest. But I also have Facebook because to me, Facebook is like the yellow pages. I know I keep talking about the yellow pages. You guys, I was born in 85. We had yellow pages. (laughs) If you don't know what that is, Google it. It was the way that people found businesses and where people lived. (laughs) So the white pages and the yellow pages. Anyway, so, um, you know, those are important things to consider. And then also, if you have the time and you can start blogging or vlogging, something to get your content, your voice out there for not only for your brand and also for your credibility, but also for SEO purposes, search engine optimization, which we can talk about another time. That's really important too. Even if you do it once a month or once every two weeks, just getting something out there that really talks about your voice um, or talks through your voice is really important. So, um, yeah, so, you know, those are some of the things to really think about when starting your business. I know that was a lot to digest. Um, but if you have any questions, I'm here, I teach a class, um, you know, and also I do webinars and podcasts on this. So if you have any questions, I'd love to help you, but most importantly, just to summarize, um, really putting things into perspective and figuring out where your head's at slaying the social and um, business myths, and then starting with a really good business and marketing plan, figuring out your legal, and then starting your business and marketing it and getting out there. Those things are so important. And I hope that this helped you. If you have any questions, check us out. Um, You know, leave us some questions or comments, and we'd love to help out. Thanks so much. And I hope you have a great day.